Uh, ladies, mute for me. Yo, <laughs> it's me and the girls. It's ladies night. We taking over, get on code. Run that beautiful bean footage, please. All right. Welcome to Get On Code, the Fly Guy Show, which is a series of melanated conversations focused on empowerment, health, wealth, and knowledge of self. People think in binary choices because they are conditioned to. And on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion. I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth. So we can build wealth, but we just, for some reason, don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience. Fine. That means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression without an expression becomes depression. Yeah, that's my favorite. Every impression without an expression becomes depression. Sheesh, that's hot. Okay, so before we get started, y'all remember me. I'm the fit goddess, but it's never about me. It's always about the tribe because I am, because we are. So, ladies, uh, we've got a new face on the show tonight. Hey, Doc, will you tell us who you are? And then Sam, and then you go, mama. I'm Ivy. 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 I'm and I'm on tonight um, joining Ms. Jara and the rest of you all in having various discussions. So thanks for having me. Super dope, super dope. All right, Sam, the artist, tell us about yourself. <clears throat> Welcome. Newtonness of Life. Uh, I am Sam the artist, also known as Photophones and Cover, aka uh, Des Kalima. I am a movement and color practitioner. Uh, I work in uh, trauma body as well as reuniting yourself with your body and working with your child work. Um, I have two children and I actually love the concept of child rearing in melanin indigenous cultures and bringing those practices back to life, which is why I'm here tonight. And let's go to Miss Roslyn. To you. Can you hear me? Okay. Hey, everybody. I, I'm Rosalind, your life coach. I um, have a company called Alchemic Aura. And I decided to take all the things that I like doing. Life coaching is actually a profession. <laughs> and you can get paid for it now. Um, so I became a life coach, a certified life coach, a certified personal trainer. So I'm a wellness and health coach. And um, so I'm, I'm, my, my thing is connecting everything to the mind, the body and the spirit, because it's all one, but we've separated them. So my focus is through tradition, um, non-traditional practices, alternative remedies and remedies and therapies. Um, like reflexology, like aromatherapy, like Reiki healing, and these types of things to replace the prescription drug trade market, whatever it is. The cartel, so, baby. Yeah. And I've partnered with 
your host tonight. And so that takes us to another level called fit, fit to Heal. So we believe that you need to get fit so you can heal. And we'll, you'll find out more about that. But thank you. And, and thank you, everybody, for coming tonight. Ooh, I love it. Yo, so y'all sound like uh, one of my favorite outcast songs. You are the prototype. <laughs> but That's what does that mean, too. yo? It's my favorite That's song. That's right. I love it. I love it. So, but what does that mean? What, how are we the lost prototype? Um, in femininity, that's what we've been talking about all month is how we regain it, how we reclaim it. How do we redefine it? What does it really mean to us in the present day and time? So with that, uh, let's start with age before beauty, right? Mama, let's go with you. Are we the lost prototype? And if so, what makes us that? Well, I, I see why you would say the lost prototype. Um, nothing about us is lost of our own volition. Um, we, 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 there is a prototype. It always has been. I mean, I'm actually married to one. <laughs> but <laughs> they, there are, are people out there who fit you, but you, you have to find someone that fits. So as far as the lost prototype being someone that we are, are trying to connect with in terms of relationship, um, that's a whole dynamic. It, you're never going to find the perfect one until you become your perfect one. But but as far as our se selection, we have we have to address other issues as to why our prototype you know, got lost in the first place. And it is a loss, a, 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 a combination of a lost culture, a lost language, lost time, and a disconnect that happened within our country and before we, we got here and is continuing to perpetuate. So until that gets addressed, yeah, all hope is pretty much lost. Sorry. <clears throat> Weigh in, how are you feeling about what mama said? You know what I'm saying? She's saying that there is and technically isn't a lost prototype, but however, if it is, why was it lost? Uh, the artist. Tell me why you think it's lost. So I've interpreted this in another way. When you said prototype, um, being the historical gener generational genetic information that we are in the Eve gene and therefore the most reproducible and the most uh, longest living gene on the planet that exists as a deeply dark and melanated uh, individual. That's, that's where all life came from. So that's not, the prototype is that. And therefore, we all embody it in every version of her face, um, even the male versions of her face. It's it's the same, but different. It's like the 
it's like the different strings on the on the web that have different droplets on it, but the droplets are a reflection of each other, but they're their own reflection themselves. So that's her face that consists con for me when you say that. As for being disconnected because of the trauma that happened to us uh, when we got here and the reprogramming and the deprogramming of our own humanity and then the separation of our spirituality, humanity from every aspect of our culture. Obviously, that, that makes it, <laughs> difficult to reattach to who we are um but that doesn't mean it's all the way lost again it's like that that junk dna if you actually it's not junk it's still the code that you haven't figured out <laughs> so once you unlock those codes then it's not junk anymore and it's useful so um that's for that prototype then that's what that speaks to me for me i love the way you use words i love the way you use words I'm okay bye. very grateful for that <laughs> All right, Doc, I know you're new to the show, right? But from your higher perspective, how would you weigh in? What's the what's the lost prototype to you? Okay, the host has to unmute your mic. You good? Yep, I can hear you. Okay. Um, so I like what both of you said, but with the artist, I I really like that. Um, going back to the original person, like, you know, we, we're used to hearing the original man, but like how you put it to her, going back to her genetics and seeing her reflection. So I think that was really dope. Um, and I may say something that is not quite popular um, as we see, we see other people wearing certain styles and we're hearing it called cultural um, appropriation. I've, I've often thought to when is it more cultural appreciation, looking at us as being the, the prototype people and, and always like starting the dopest trends and having these things already existing, but then we're conforming here in, you know, in society now to look more European. So why is it okay for us to look more European when we should be you know, encouraging other people to look like us as well or to appreciate the way that we look as well. So, I'm sorry. This is the okay. Uh, during the... During the uh, cultural, cultural appreciation, appreciation part, part... Can you mind muting? <clears throat> oh, what's that? That's a jam. Is that me? <laughs> I like the music. This is fine. Can anybody else hear this? Is it just me? It's got turned up too. It's you, isn't it? It's somebody. Okay. Oh, we're losing it. All right. All right. Go back to your point, <laughs> sis. Um. <clears throat> Now I lost. Oh, cultural appreciation. How to? I don't think you can still hear me. But how to hear over, or how to actually do a cultural appreciation is learning about the culture, learning what the the culture has to do, and embracing what their what their habits are. Going into them and speaking to them, and and, and getting the information. And then when you do it, translating that information to the next person who sees it to you is how you culturally appreciate something, as to to culturally appropriate something. And that's for anybody. None of us here are the same 
amalgamation of culture. So therefore, when I wear something on my head, I gotta know where this comes from. This is, comes from the uh, the Akan people of Accra, um, and they have um, this andikra is supposed to be for them for they for life. They pick it and and the beginning of their lives, and that's what they keep forever. But I'm wearing it because I know it, and I can tell you. <laughs> so therefore, I'm not appropriating it. That's a good practice. Now that's super dope. I like that you said that because I was out. And I ran into a lady that had a um, Egyptian scarab necklace on. And I said, oh, my goodness, that's phenomenal. Can you tell me about it? She said, oh, no, this? I know nothing of it. Why? Why, she says, would I need to know? Flabbergasted. <laughs> right? And I'm like, because it's it's good conversation piece, right? Just to scaffold and bridge. Like, And I point to my bracelet, you know, like my chakra relationship. It helps keep me balanced. And then I begin to converse about it. You're absolutely right. Understanding leads to appreciation because like we tell our children, uh, you take care of the things that you're given and that you adore. Right. So to that note, hmm, what what do we adore? We adore things that we consider what what do you adore, mom? Well, I adore adornment. I think wearing anything, whether it's cultural or, or not, you should know what it is that you're wearing. Like I'm wearing this this shirt. This is my friend's shirt. If 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 the, the fit goddess had given me her shirt, I'd be wearing hers right now. Had given me one, right? Oh, let me buy one. But I stand behind what I Put on my body what i put in my body and what i put in my mind so the when i say said to you introducing myself that there's a connection between the mind body and spirit even what you put on becomes a part of you so not knowing where you know i i i'll say this i i don't i don't go along with this uh wearing of uh, other people's names i never met michael kors and I think his pocketbooks are very expensive. And I don't know Michael Kors. I don't, and, and I don't know a whole lot of these people that make these things that we wear. I don't, but when I find out that they are uh, rapists or racists or murderers or thieves or whatever, it has an effect on or an impact on how I associate with their symbols and their things and adorning myself. So I adore me enough to be careful of what I adorn my body, my mind, my spirit with, because, you know, people, people get taken out, you know, and not, not knowing what they're doing, not knowing what's going on. I can go into that later another time, but. No, speak on it. Speak on that. That speaks on on spirit, like not being connected to your spiritual power. So, so exactly. yeah, speak on it. When you when you're in the in the process of um, taking on something, we're calling it cultural appreciation or cultural appropriation. Um, things that other people have given us, they're 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 they're. It could be any 
race of people. We we still live on the same planet. Okay, so we're going to share some same things, some of the same things. We know we all have to eat. We all know we have to breathe. And, you know, and so there's things that we, you can't, okay, that's my air. Don't, don't breathe my air. You can't separate everything. You know, we're so divisive right now that we, I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, there's, there's a certain respect that goes along with appreciating somebody's, I can appreciate you and still hate you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That part, that part. I had to work with someone who was so much younger than me that did not understand that I can be civil to you and not like you. It has nothing to do with you. It has more to do with me and my the content of my character to exist with you in the space because there is a job to be done and a purpose and a goal that's higher than our conversation in an exchange. Why don't you kick rocks and deal with your own ego. I don't, no one has to be your fucking friend, bro. Like, that's the reality <laughs> of life. Fucking lions and, and cantaloupe, antelopes ain't friends, but they <laughs> exist because they have a purpose, and the purpose and the goal is bigger than them. So, I'm gonna be quiet. Hey, yo, real quick, real quick, shout out to the blind guy, his wife and their life, they watching. Uh, if you can yeah, pull that, that yeah, he heard the music. Yeah, I like that. There you go. There you go to comment. You're preaching on a Sunday now. I adore him from the sources I'm familiar with. That's right. If I know it, if I understand it, it makes it easier to support it. It, it. Again, I think of my children. Right when I look at them, I see myself in them. Right, and I put the same things on them that I put on me. So the crowns that I wear, I put on myself. I put them on my sons. I call them different things, but it's the same level of endorsement uh, because. It's easy to identify beauty in what is similar to you, right? So there comes that problem or that that contingency. What is beautiful? You know, hey doc, chime in. What do you what do you think beautiful is? Am I still muted? Nope, you're good. I'm good now. Okay, so um, beauty, that's one of my um, favorite phrases, like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Um, because like I've shared with the fit goddess before that I never saw myself as beautiful or as pretty or as attractive. And when I finally did see myself, it's like two years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, like, really all this time I've I've been an ogre and I just did not know so it's it's crazy not being able to see beauty within yourself I knew that I was a good person I knew that I was smart I had things that were I guess tangible that said you know like these grades or my accomplishments things that said that I was um I was intelligent but um, I was short, I was chubby, and I wasn't attractive as far as I as I thought. But um, I think seeing my children, I, I'm, I've seen more of of the beauty. You know, that's that's me looking at them, and not on my own by other people saying like, "Oh my God, your your daughter looks just like you." And I'm like, "Me? You know, yeah, she looks like oh my God, look at she's." She's so pretty. 
so um you know being able to finally see myself and i also had like a little help with that journey along the way but that's a story for another day no we got to talk about it so uh, oh okay um shrooms that's they are eye-opening is that <laughs> I didn't know it was going there. That's that's where we were going. So uh, like I said, <laughs> I think that's like a whole nother episode for oh, another day. Right. Yeah, yeah, that that, that. I, I mean, mean growing, growing up, up I have, I have a, question. a question. Can you mute me? Yes. So the question then is, did you feel like growing up were there no people did you do you feel your value was based on your beauty or your worth or did you have to and because you said I knew I had grades that 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 proved I was good I know I did this I know I did that you had to do all those things to feel worthy what did you believe that the beauty was tied to worthiness as well unmute um I guess kind of because even now I sit back and I think one of my um, one of my good friends from college, we were not good friends in college, but as adults, we've we've grown up and we've better understood ourselves. And while I'm looking at this woman and thinking how pretty she is and how popular she is and how cool her hair is and everything, I'm over here judging myself and just thinking, well, let me keep my head down, you know. And to speak to her later in life and for her to be feeling similarly to the way that I did and for her to have body dysmorphia um, and just, you know, as an adult really starting to say, you know, a lot of this stuff doesn't matter. So that's really, you know, I think where I, I found the, what do you say, the, um, the value, the value in beauty. It's like I understand it now. That's powerful. I just wanted to say that that's that's exactly where I was expecting you to go with that because we as a society of Western civilization put a lot of power in the beauty aspect. It's a privilege, the beauty privilege. People who are beautiful get they get better things, but they also have a double-edged sword where they also could be abused more because they're being drawn upon, they're being energy vampires stuck upon them because they're beautiful and then they become themselves um, very hard on the inside. And there's like a whole movie about it actually um, that's really good. Like It's a, a Italian actress in it. She plays a beautiful woman in town and the beautiful people and and people hate her because she's beautiful and then they slander her name and they cut her up and they beat her in the street and then she's raped and then by she finally she's humanized and people start to like her because she's not so brazen with her beauty anymore and it's like a it's a really tangible thing that we put upon ourselves as worth when it's not a worthy thing it just happens to be a happenstance and other things about you are the things that you build up to make yourself full of worth I say, yo, you know, I'm saying, because, you know, I'm the self-proclaimed pretty girl, right? But I always tell people, yo, it's beauty is more than just in the eye of the beholder. You don't know, right? I understand the plight of my brown skin, ultra melanated sisters. I love y'all so much. Every time I see y'all chocolate, I can't wait for summertime so that I can get just a little bit more sweeter. <laughs> But that that other life, you know, that that one where you think all that glitters is gold, but it's really not. 
like like the sister said, yo, they they belittle us so much so that they you mentally start to try to embody that persona in which they want to see you in to make themselves feel better about how they feel about themselves. So you begin to emotionally stress eat, you begin to uh, damage yourself physically, uh, speaking ill of yourself mentally, you torment yourself. And these people aren't even around you anymore. They're living their lives happily ever after while you are ruminating on the fact that they don't appreciate your beauty. They don't understand that outside of your beauty, there is intelligence, there is sustenance, there is life and joy and misery and pain. <laughs> I was gonna say personality. There's like there's 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 a comedy. There's all kinds of things outside of this whatever the shell shit is because it's just a meat body. And I'm sorry, I don't know if I can curse. Uh, the shell stuff is it's just a meat body. Um, and whatever that is, the light in you is what makes you makes you the most attractive thing. Because like you look at dead bodies, they they not attractive. There's not there's no light in them. So really, really is the light in you or the thing that makes you tick tack. Tick 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 tick. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to add before we got on, and it was about comparison. Oh, that's what it is. So she was in her mind and uh, like fantasizing or putting in uh, projecting a thought about so a sister that wasn't real, and the other sister was doing the same. And because they were working against each other energetically, you never even had a chance to bond with each other and to maybe go through your college experience with a companion instead of being like, I'm alone, I'm alone, I'm a super alone. Um, <laughs> so just think on that. Not, not Your reality is not, is not anybody else's reality. You have to like step out of that sometimes. And shrooms will do that for you. We'll step right out of the fake ass reality. Again, step out of the fake reality and step into another way of existing because it's not permanent and it's not always it's not always the same my six is your nine my nine could be your six it could still be other under numbers it could be a whole loop it's just how you see it six could be nine nine could be six that's my sign first of all hey cancer right but what you see there is the yin and the yang and it makes the the circle the the flow so how do we create that flow? Like as a, as a cancer woman, I'm often in flow. Like I had to learn very much so how to control the velocity, <laughs> the strength of my ebb and flow, right? My cycle. I had to not let the highs get too high or the lows get too low. I had to find that steady flow. Mama, can you tell me about that flow? There's a word for it. Can you tell us what it is? Well, <clears throat> it's it's a different word in every culture, every language. They call it chi, they call it ra, they call it prana, they call it life force, they call it kundalini. That is our natural flow. It is the flow that vibrates within our body, our inner body, our indwelling intelligence. And whether people believe it or not, it is real. You know, chakras are real. And that energy is real. Um, that is where all beauty becomes comes from. Well, you know, when you think about the word beauty or what it is, it's an external pleasure. 
you know, to behold something that's beautiful. And there's a lot of things on this planet that are beautiful. And there are a lot of people on this planet that are beautiful. Animals, trees, flowers, everything, you know. And um, so, but that essence is is what everything came from. It, it all holds the same essence. And so do we as, as humans. So, you know, and um, Ty Ty, thank you. You're beautiful too. Um, we we want to always hold in possession the fact that um, yeah, beauty may be only skin deep, but ugliness is real deep. And ugliness, just like beauty, is internal and external. We can do all we can out, out here for the physical body, but if you're not doing the same thing for the mind and the spirit, then you just have a pretty body and nothing else. So it's, it's, it's a holistic approach to beauty that we should be taking, not just pieces and parts. And you made a beautiful point, Sam. You made beautiful points. You made beautiful points, doctor. I can't disagree with anything that I've heard so far tonight. And I just, I just thank you for the wisdom. It's incredible. I like the emoji. That was big. <laughs> I know, right? Yo, yo, yo. So, so <laughs> shout out, shout out to the Wiz. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Charlie is definitely doing the thing with all of the little extras back there. Um, yeah, I feel super special. Uh, man, so she was talking about the flow and she was saying that it's in different cultures. It's called different things, right? So that means, again, it goes back to that original prototype. It starts from somewhere and then we play telephone and it kind of changes along the way, but it's really still the same thing. And we talked about beauty and we talked about um, moving. Now, Sam and I are both dancers. We often dance. Dance is very healing. Uh, and we talked about this, I think, on the first show about the root chakra. Um, Doc, what you know about the root chakra? I have it now, so I got this now. Okay. We got it. <laughs> um, actually, I am unfamiliar about the root chakra, but I am very interested in learning more about chakras because I believe in all types of medicine and healing. So I'd learn, love to learn more. Okay. Am I still on? <laughs> Can you I would me? answer. I would answer, but I know that you know as much as I know, if not more. So tell the audience. So, so, so the root chakra, or the chakra as they call it. Um, well, let me just start by saying that we have we have energy fields in our bodies. Our bodies are just like anything else, like a battery. It has a um, north pole and a south pole and energy goes in between our bodies from the earth and outward. So there's this um, Indian belief, I think it originated in India. Well, actually it originated somewhere else, but I won't, I won't drive that point home. 
Um, that if you want, if you want to say Kimmit, just say Kimmit. <laughs> okay, uh, don't don't make me go there, cause I will. Okay, so some people say that there are seven chakras in the body that go from the crown, top of the head, to the brow chakra or the anja, which is uh, the pineal gland or the pineal, the third eye, then the throat chakra, um, which governs speech. What's that? Okay, <laughs> the water. <laughs> No, it's blue because communication and blue sugar, right. which is why you're wearing blue. I mean, you, you communicate tonight, baby. And then the <laughs> the heart chakra, that's the fourth one. And then the solar plexus, which is right here in, in your soul, the center of your being uh, under, underneath your um, diaphragm. And then the sacral chakra, which is the one right above your root chakra. Your sacral chakra is, um, sacral chakra is right underneath your belly button and then your root chakra is where your perineum is that's the muscle that keeps you from um peeing on yourself so they call it incontinence okay i'm sorry i got grandkids i can i can say pee <laughs> so basically what what the indians have done is identify certain areas or entities with each chakra and but before they were considered chakras in our bodies, they were also connected with divine deities. So every every deity, every color is, is associated with each chakra. Beginning at the crown chakra, where this represents the subjective realm, the um, objective realm, I'm sorry, subjective realm, which is the crown chakra. So we're heaven. And then we come to earth. But before we get to earth, we have to form the delegation committee, which is the top deities. You have Oser, which is you know, the head, the Godhead, the third eye, Horus, this father was the, was the son of um, Oser. And then down to the um, throat chakra, which represents speech and the, the mouth or the word of God, the Madunitaire. And then that has to do with divine wisdom, that things you know that don't happen or you're not, you're not taught. There's just something that comes from within. So it represents speech or the word. And then that has to speak. And then there has to be order and laws and enforcement of those laws in nature. It's, it's, these are scientifically proven theories that were proven long before we knew how to prove them. So whoa, we can't whoa, change whoa, that. whoa, whoa, mama, mama, hold up, slow down, time out. Sorry. Mental overload. No, 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 you good. Right? But there's this thing, right? You know them out there. Hey people out there in Facebook <laughs> land. <laughs> they don't know what you're saying. We got to break we, it down. Just we a little just bit. Got into I was I was just saying that each color and name and identity with each chakra are actually originated with a deity that associated with that. And a deity is not necessarily a god. It's just that we we were made in the image of God. Yes. Yes. Were we made in the image yes. of, like, of our creator? Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say God is, but okay. Believes that. Understands that. Okay. 
So in order for us to be made in its image, we have to contain what it has or what its DNA gave to us, right? Or no? Say it, say it, say it. Go ahead, say the words. DNA is a... DNA is a mother father. It does not alter. Tell them. So, wait, okay, it does not alter. That means it's never changing. It is what it is. So it goes back to the oh, prototype. Prototype, and baby. He who or it who made us, the creator of all things, holds holes in its its seed. So we're seeds, and we and the seed has seeds, and the seed can get with the egg and make a another seed full of seeds. This is this is whatever your religion one on one. This is not really, you know. Rocket science is just what we all we were taught since we were ch children. So, so if you're taught that, you can't just tell somebody, "Oh, I know we told oh. you that was true," but don't believe. Some that. of us are still children. Some of us are still children, and you know that they say that they say, "Do as I say, not no. as I do." Whoa, 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 whoa! That's not that's not our saying. That's not our saying. That saying would it be? It's the same thing as a butu. The butu is I am because you are. I but I am because we participate. That is because I do as I see, not do as I say. That's some Western shit. We don't. Mm -mm. Uh, thank you for the redirect. So what she said, if you didn't catch it right, the Western way goes anti-clockwise or backwards, <laughs> whereas we go forwards, right? So do as I see because we are visual. Now, I say this because if you haven't had a child, if you haven't raised a child, you don't or maybe don't know that the only thing that an infant can do is see and hear. So for depending on how you raise your child, weeks, months, or years, all they have to do to understand their surroundings is see and here, and that's if God has blessed them with those faculties, right? So then when the child starts to mimic what it sees, do as I see, not as I say, because I can't understand what you say because I don't know how to speak, right? Come on. So now we are mimicking, our children are miming us visually because we've only acted out in a way. Now, if we become back to the prototype, we are more sensual beings. I taught a class on sensual movement and it was so dope today because I got to re-enlighten people on the fact that we are just senses. That is the root word of sensual, is our senses. So the more you are in touch with your touch and sight and hearing and taste and feel, some call it touch, the more sensual you are the more in tune you are. So that that being said, being in tune is not only just for like being in tune with your body. It's for being in tune when your body's not working correctly. So there are there are sensors for your body, like sensual. You see, that's the root word sense and sensual and sensor. It's your sensory section to like let you know when things are going awry. And that helps you forestall really impending not great uh actions that may come to your healthy future like having um you know um 
uh, having problems with your appendix or having problems eating certain foods or um, knowing yourself well enough not to eat certain foods on certain days. Like these are all, your body is a ritual just like everything else. So you should be ritualistically knowing when to alter with the seasons, just like the earth. Nothing in the earth stays the same. They all have seasons. So just like you do, your body cells go over every three months. You get a new body every seven years. That's a whole never seven year cycle. If you don't know that, then what are you doing to take care of that when the cycle shows up? So sensory and sensuality lets you be aware of your of your own thing, the thing that you are inhabiting, not the thing that you are, but the thing that you are inhabiting. That way you can more redirectly um, put it in the right pathways as opposed to not harnessing the, the, its true potential. Now, like I said, Sam and I dance a whole lot. And for sensual movement, right, today, all I got to do is stretch them out. That's all we did. But the funny thing is, to me, and it's not funny, haha, it's just laughable because you could either laugh or you could cry. Right? We are so lacking in self sensuality that we are afraid of ourselves. We are afraid of the vessel in which we live in. And because of that, we're limiting our physical movement. And then causing our own self-decay each and every day. But cool news is we can break it up. Now, Doc, can you tell me from your perspective, right, how can we break it up uh, through sensuality? Is that all right thank you um well for one thing you can work with a professional like yourself and i think that that is definitely um key when you aren't sure what to do for yourself um and i do really like what um, the artist mentioned as far as paying attention to these um things that your body is telling you um, so much so that, you know, that's uh, sometimes we have to be taught to listen to our body. And from as a nurse caring for someone, because I cannot listen to your body for you, I, I use a scale. I use different tools that help me do the same thing that I'm needing you to do. I, so if I'm asking you, hey, did you know you were sitting on your cell phone? Can you feel this? You're like, no, I didn't know I was sitting on my cell phone. Then that's telling me, hey, they're having some kind of neuro, you know, neurological issue where they can't feel, but they're not listening to that. They're just like, no, I didn't know I was sitting on my cell phone. And they move on to the next thing. You know, I think really learning how to pay attention to your body, I mean, your body's own movement. And when your body isn't feeling well and knowing who to go to, um, and what to do um, when you want to get some help or some relief. So, oh, <laughs> this is my turn to talk. Um, no, that's something I agree with the doc. She's uh, she's on the point there. You no, know, having some outlets or looking for someone uh, like Fit Goddess Tribal or myself who will be teaching. Uh, 
got a class is soon. Um, actually, we'll be starting a blog on that soon about how to keep your body moving and why that's actually beneficial. And the way she was talking about the decay that happens to you is because it's very much your body's like a any other sister situation or system or highway. They there are ebbs and flows, or even if you can imagine like it being a river in a valley. Um, when things are flowing correctly, everything moves in the right way. But when things get knotted or jointed, then areas get cut off, and then they don't they no longer have the same type of nutrients or flow coming to them. Therefore, they then start to decay because the other parts of the the valley have they have to catch up for that part of the valley. And that's how your body works when you're not moving it. How long do you think you're going to be able to keep moving it? My blog is specifically about um, how long mobility should be for your upcoming years. Because you should do things when you're a child that you don't do no more. You don't climb on the floor. You don't climb no trees. You call, If you fall down, it's a, it's a problem getting back up. So, like, the reality is, is, like, you need to keep moving so that you will be able to keep moving when you want to at a certain age range at least have the mobility to you know get out of bed without hurting yourself standing up without using your arms these are all things that you should be able to do until you are of the age of death whenever death happens upon you um like any other culture they're still moving around and you still stuck in the place and they like outgunning you and they 96 they like three miles a day you haven't done a mile in two years like like step that up Sheesh. Sheesh. Hold on. No, no, no. For real, because as a personal trainer, like this is, I legit had a former client that contacted me. Love, love dearly. She said to me, I took 663 steps in a week. Why does my body feel like this? Yeah, I'm going to say it again. 663 steps in one in a seven day period of time. The average recommended, come on, Doc, come hit me with some numbers and some stats. I'm sorry, I just think that that's 600 and that I what I don't, I'm not even sure what the minimum is it like 20,000? Steps today is minimum, like minimum what you should be doing. Um, yeah, and you, I, I'm thinking you couldn't have put your tracker on for like you just didn't wear your tracker for um for some of that. Six hundred. Okay, so that's that's a lot. Um, I'm thinking this is someone who has some. I mean, not knowing this person, if they're not physically disabled or they cannot get up out of the bed or out of a chair, there is something like maybe some sort of depressive type thing going on. This is a mental block um, of some sort. If there is no physical reason that you can't get up um, and you can't, you must work from home. And I, I don't know, everything is within reach because I, I cannot imagine not... Um, I, I, I just can't imagine 600 something. I was going to say, like, you must be stationary. You got to be at home. Like, the only thing you're doing is working from home on, on your couch with the laptop, and you ain't got to go nowhere. Uber Eats comes to you. I'm just like, this is like, you, the steps are to the bathroom. Is that where we're going? Like, <laughs> essentially, that was what it was. Like, but this is the middle of COVID, right? This is legit the middle of COVID. But still, however, comma, no, that is not an exception. That is not an excuse. All this good outdoor space that is well, everywhere, you know legit. What? God's creation. 
this is how I ended up with my business. It's during COVID and not moving and getting food delivered. Well, we didn't really do it, but watching people get food delivered and just laying around and sitting in front of the, working in front of the computer. And I said, if we could, if they can do that, if we can do this, then we should have a, an option. Okay, you can't go to the gym, but what, if I'm looking at TV all day on my cell phone, it should be somewhere I can, you know, somebody's got to be up here working out and eat and delivering healthy food or something. This got to be an option. But, and it know, was me. <laughs> that was me. I was the one dancing during COVID like, hey, Hey, yeah, hey, let's yeah. move. Let's do it. And, let's you, and go. you all have made the most valid point. Movement is key. Movement is medicine, they say. Um, but you know, to to answer the question about uh the the the, the generating the the energy movement, you know, even if you just like you say when you did the class, even if you just stretch. Even if you just if you just take your shoes off when and walk across the grass in the summertime and spring and ground yourself, touch a tree, I don't know, something. Ooh, say that. So mama. the planet. I mean, you live off of it. You are a parasite, and the planet is the host. It's letting you live off of it. So freaking live. So live. Listen, you said something super dope. We was talking about central movement. Right, mm -hmm. and you said grounding. Mm -hmm. How do you ground yourself through central movement? And I know what you're gonna say, but I want the people to hear what you got to say. You want me to? You know what I'm gonna say? Well, I don't know what you're gonna. I have an idea of what you might say. Well, I think I just said it. That's what I do. <laughs> I, I, I would put my headphones on. I would turn my music on outside. I might like the fire pit. I might not. And if but you go start twerking, y'all. You know, it's going to be some music and some movement. And that and that is just because of who I am as a person. Okay, say, for instance, some people don't feel comfortable moving. Or they think they were taught that that's gross and nasty. And, and they associate, they have a connotation when they hear the word sensual that means sexual to them. Right. And then they say, yuck, I'm not doing that. OK. We talked about the root chakra. This is where the energy begins. This is where you start sharing it up. Those hips. You grind it, you move it, that you stir it up, little darling, you stir it up. How did you hear me get out of my head? Yo? And when you and when you do that, the energy flows through the body, the the chakras, there that that prana, that energy, that raw, that life force, kundalini is activated. That's where our magic power comes from as human beings, not as anything else. Just human beings. That's how we were created, and that's how we were gyrated. Let me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Terrible.
So yeah, that part, that part of moving your body and why it's important is not only because it's good for you, it's good because they took it away culturally from us. They did it to every colonization or country that they had a specific dance for. If you look in the indigenous aboriginals of this country, they took their dance from them. They took their 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 music from them and they forced them to listen to their music and their dance to get on their frequency. Once really disrupted ours. Our frequency is a different Hertz value. So what we need to do to be elevated costs a little more differently on the other ass of, uh, other side of the spectrum. So we have to dance culturally for our own sake, period, on everything. It's on every rites of passage and in every aspect of our lives. It's why when we get out of the womb, it's what we start doing. That's why it's important for us to keep doing, whether we know what the dances are or not. Take the time out to go find some African dances or indigenous Aboriginal dances, or even just take the time, like what she said was like central movement. I'm reading a book called Breathe, and it's a very important book, and it's about actual breathing. And the guy in the book said in the beginning, he went to a 30-minute class for breathing. He's like, he thought it was a waste of time. He breathed for the, the whole hour, thought it was a whole not not good at all. Then we went home, couldn't sleep, got next best energy for the next seven days. He said, all I did was breathe differently. That's it. That's all we did. I didn't do anything else. So knowing to how to do those things, just getting back into the body causes immediate change. That's what keeps the catalyst going, if I was to say anything. I'm going to stop now. I like it. No, no, no. Super dope. So real quick. One, mama, hold this thought. You need to, uh, would you please discuss the Kundalini? However, she says something super dope. And then we just do this with the young man. My mom and I, after the Black Wellness Expo Saturday at the Suffolk Run Center, we went to uh, this Jamaican place. She'll say the Calabash. name in just a second. Thank you. Right? We was out there. Shout out to Calabash. We was out there eating some lovely, lovely Johnny cakes and saltfish. And we got to sit down with the, the man's, the owner's grandson, Omari. <laughs> and he showed us a phenomenal dance to some Brooklyn trap? Brooklyn drill. Brooklyn drill. Brooklyn drill. Right? I, listen, I'm starting to get old now because I'm like, wait, what? What'd you say? What's that? What's that called? <laughs> now he started dancing, right? That's the, that's when they started doing the little thing where they drop and they got the real good knees and they come up and tap the heels. And I was like, "Ooh, young brother, time out! You called that what?" He was telling us about sampling, and it was just so. I was like, "But do you know?" And then my mama goes into it. Do you know they sampled us? And I said, "Yes, they did. <laughs> that dance right there that you just did that they call whatever." Is really this. Uh, you said the name so well, Mama. What was it? The dance. Um, um, uh, you know I can't think of the name of that dance. Start with fair enough. What, it start with an A. You know it. Remember when I went to the Mbari night uh, and Freestar Locks uh, tagged me in that video? A-M-I-P-A-N-O. Thank you. Thank you. And I showed the young man that dance, right? Did the set. I said, see, sir, look, 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 look. That's you. You're doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing. I said, brother, that soul in you runs so deep because of the prototype <laughs> that you don't even know. You haven't even been here but 11 years. And that soul in you so strong make your body move naturally. And you don't even know what you're doing, brother. I need you to research your history about <laughs> yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Back to that comment the, from the from the brother who's talking about grounding in front of the tree when his child is going crazy. That is such a great way to to recognize the power of nature when when you're chilled with your children. Period. That you can just go out to sit in the grounds. Hey, <laughs> why you do that while I was talking? That's not fair. That's not fair. Turn me up. So, okay. See now I'm off. <laughs> All right. What else I'm on? Grounded. Yeah. So putting me in front of the tree. I, I've actually. Trusted that theory out myself. <laughs> Stop there. <laughs> you better move. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'll go out to the forest whenever I'm feeling not great and then go hug a tree or stand near the tree, take off my shoes, take off the rubber. Rubber re- re- reflects uh, electromagnetic waves. It actually bounces off. That's why you don't shouldn't wear rubber shoes. That's why you should always try to be out your feet so you actually catch the electrons from the earth. It boosts your electron to magne- magnetic ratio like 100% as soon as you step foot on it. Um, so definitely be grounded. Yeah, feral ones. Got them unks. You got to get them unks. Okay, get those pharaoh ones. Um, That's right. Last time I checked, they were selling them at, uh, uh, what's it? House of Conscious. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Everybody Conscious planted on Grammy Street. I'm just, I don't, don't, but still, everybody may have them, but still support small black we know, we know. I know just we're trying saying. to wrap it up. So the brother asked, I think it's the brother asked me about the Kundalini. That's right. Come on, bring it back, Mom. Um, so, so like I said, it's the energy that flows within us. And we can't see it, but we breathe air. We can't see that either. So there is life force, something that, you know, however old you are, that has made your heart beat without you having to think about it, made your lungs breathe without you having to think about it, makes your tear ducts run without you having to think about it. That's an indwelling intelligence within you. And that intelligence is part of your uh, DNA. And in your DNA, so you you're breathing. You when you breathe in, it's called what inspiration. When you exhale, it's called expiration. The process of breathing is called respiration. So the process of breathing happens in a spiral, and the root word of all of those words is spirit, which says that breath is spirit, and we can agree or not it's science you know <laughs> but hold on wait wait time out time out no 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 wait i'm sorry mom Seiko, run that back i want to hear that song because serpentine fire by earth wind and fire i just want to hear what it sound like real quick i know we've been we've been cut out but serpentine fire go ahead drop that Seiko. you don't know that song listen i may know the song oh my god I'm don't, don't do that don't do that to me. <laughs> you know I don't know all the names of things now, ma'am. Sheesh. We gonna we gonna drop this so one for the people real quick. To be fair, it's one of my favorites. You gonna enjoy this? You gotta start from the beginning. We can't hear it. All right, we tried. Sorry, but they look beautiful. Anyway, so real quick on that serpentine fire, earth, wind, and fire. They are one of the dopest. <sighs> Dope is colder. It codified everything for us.
Cut that, cut that, cut that. Ooh. Thank you, Tango. Thank you, Tango. That's too much. That's too much. I'll turn it up. I'll turn it up. <laughs> Yo, okay, so Serpentine Fire, Earth, Wind, and Fire. The reason I, besides the fact that I fancied to hear that, thank you for sharing that with me, guys, um, was the fact that did you see the emotion in the movement? The foot tapping? One of my favorite songs that breaks down the kind of movement of the body is dance to the music. You know what I'm saying? All we need is a good time. You know, I can't sing certain things and I'm live, so I'm not going to do that to myself. <laughs> but, all right, yo, we almost at the end of time. Yeah, yeah, I, I know my boundaries, right? We was talking about the prototype. We was talking about being comfortable in our own skin. Um, I need final thoughts. And I also need you to go ahead and tell me who you are, where we can find you. And oh, me, okay. Uh, uh, my name is Sam. Uh, my final thoughts on the, the what was it bipolar? You said the prototype. Uh, final thoughts on the prototype is is just re re rebarking on what your vision looks like for your beauty. Uh, as you can see, I don't know if you can see my dots. I wear these because I like dots. I think this from a beautiful side of the tribal uh, peoples of certain uh, indigenous peoples of Africa, and they wear all kinds of you know markings on their face signify their beauty and that's so why i don't look like the carbon copy i never will um of what western beauty needs to be because that never fit me and because that didn't fit me it made it hard to live life so i just fit what made me and now i feel comfortable in my skin so there's my last minute take on the prototype um as for where you could find me you could find me at deskalima d-e-s-s-k-a-l-i-m-a at i-g on uh, Facebook online at Golden Flow Lens of Funkhauser. Uh, just type in Golden Flow. I'm sure you won't find many others like me. Uh, and then on my Patreon at Empress Leo. Uh, Patreon, my Empress Leo. Uh, I do visual photography and then there'll be more blogging uh, concepts up there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheerio. <laughs> All right, Doc. Now, remember I told you, be braggadocious. In this moment, we talking about black woman history, black girl magic. I need you to poke your chest out and tell me who you are so the people can find you. Hey, um, again, my name is Sheree Vassal. I'm Dr. Vassal. I have a doctorate of nursing practice in healthcare systems leadership. I am also the CEO and co-founder of Moselle Medispa. Right now, we currently offer um, mobile and in-office IV hydration services. You can find us at www.mozellemedispa.com. We're also on Instagram under Moselle Medispa. And you can email us at info at mozellemedispa.com. And for those of you wanting to um, ask questions or schedule an appointment, thank you. you can give us a call or text at 757-330-3434. Um, we service all of the Hampton Roads area. So if you want to come to us or we can come to you in the future, we will be um, offering aesthetic services. So we will keep you posted. So thank you for that. Thank you for allowing me to share. And thank you, The Wiz. <laughs> He's a wizard, he lives. I thought we 
I probably sell it on Charlie's Angels. No, man, no. I'm sorry. You should have been there. You should have been there at the moment when we decided that he was the whiz. You know what I'm saying? We was easing on down that yellow big road. <laughs> I had on my red shoes and everything. And I turned to my mama. I said, Mama, you want to go see the whiz? <laughs> and I played the song. <laughs> well, yeah, real quick. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Sheesh. We did. All right. But yo, I am the fit goddess. With Fit Goddess Striving, you know, we all about health, wealth, and knowledge yourself. My goal is to help create something that is um simple, effective, and life-changing within you and everyone that listens to this message, right? We want to help families, individuals learn how to change whatever that programming is and reprogram, recondition yourself to a life of health and wellness. Uh, you can find me everywhere on Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Snapchat. Nope. TikTok. At Fit Goddess Tribe, yeah? And now, Mama, come on. Close All out right. with the wisdom. Okay, uh, well, you know, it, he's the wiz and he lives in us. Um, I'm a um, wellness and health and life coach. Um, I'm personal uh, certified personal fitness trainer. Um, I have a I'm um, establishing a virtual life coaching company business and I deal with the mind, body, and spirit. Like I said, um, I, I, what, fit, what did you say? Fit? What makes you, I love it. I love it. I, I think we should get fit so we can heal. Right. That's right. I think, uh, we are our own prototype. I think that, um, you should, the word be beautiful tells you what, what it is. It says be you till full. Be so much of you, there's nothing else you can be. Be so full of you, there is no room for anything or anybody else. Um, I am Alchemic Aura. My company is Alchemic Aura. I believe that if you change your aura, you, cha you can change your life. I believe that there is healing for the mind, body, and spirit once you identify what it is that you want to do, and then you can work to fulfill your own purpose and be what, what you manifest into your own life. Um, you can reach me, Alchemic Aura, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Alignable, LinkedIn, um, and alchemicaura.com is my website. And uh, I'm also on heal.me as a practitioner of reflexology here in Suffolk, Virginia. And um, if you can't reach me, go call the goddess. <laughs> That's right. You already know because I got the tribe. As you see, each and every week we've been taking over the show. I may have to fight Shaker one more time, yo. I may have to just grab that one more time. I hope you'll come back and join us. But until then, peace. peace. We'll check you later. And hey, don't forget, I got to say Seiko's line. Actually, Louise, come on, say it with me. No, you're not gonna pop in. Dang, you gonna make me laugh like that. That's fine. I'll say it for you. Uh, stay hydrated, y'all, and check you next week. Get on code.